Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Phil Mackey. He's a very excitable guy. Sometimes, you know, he gets off the reservation a little bit. Judd Zolgad. And he's like 200 years old. He's like the most negative dude in the world. Mackey and Judd on 1500 ESPN. Oh, what's going on, Philadelphia? John Barchard in again for the uh, midday show for Joe DeCamera. John Ritchie hanging out as usual. James Seltzer behind the glass. And ladies and gentlemen, it is no surprise as it is Wednesday. It's the middle of the week, and the Eagles are still underdogs. The NFL Network, man, they ain't giving the Eagles no respect. No respect. I was watching, no respect. Dude, I was watching the NFL Pick'em Show, and they it, it was before the Vikings and the Saints had played. Mm-hmm. And they said it didn't matter who won that game. It was going to be a cakewalk through Philadelphia on their way to the Super Bowl. Cakewalk? A cakewalk. That's what they call Philadelphia. They called them a cakewalk. All right. Apparently, uh, that's from WIP uh, the last couple days in Philadelphia. They're playing the underdog story to the point where they're now making dog masks for fans now. Or There might be like 10,000 fans with dog masks because they're the underdogs. Yep. Because uh, the players, no one believes in af- us. After they beat the Falcons, the, the players, I think a, a bunch of players put on the dog masks as they left the field, and now the fans yeah. are. But I did see a player come out and basically say, if you're going to buy them, you, you're going to have to punch holes in, in them because you can't see through these masks. So you do have the op- opportunity where a lot of Philly fans are going to be completely blind at the game unless well, they if have Nick Foles the was correct. the starting quarterback they of don't my favorite team, I would probably just leave the eyes. Uh, I just you know, love the fact out. that we got ripped. Be on the blind fanatic. drunk, even if they don't, or if they do cut out the holes. It's true. That's the difference. You're not wrong about that. The, I'm not wrong. The tailgating there is impressive. Impressive. It's frightening, but impressive. Is it like Buffalo Bills slamming fans through flaming tables and powerbombing people impressive? I don't think they jump through flaming tables, but besides that, it's pretty much the exact same. Okay. Yeah. Uh, 651-646-8255. Apparently, we are uh, delivering all kinds of segments for the Fanatic in Philadelphia. They're just basically, we're just like doing their show for them. Today, Richie. What's going on, man? You're in Philly. You're a Vikings fan. Yeah, I'm a Philly. Yeah, I'm from Philadelphia. I'm born and I love my Phillies. I love baseball. I love all the teams, sure. the Sixers. I just hate the Eagles. But <laughs> over the years, I've come to really like the Vikings. I go way back when they had Paul Kraus. Remember Wally Hogenberg? Yeah, for oh, sure. Of course, sure. Hoff, and there was a guy, Stu Voigt. Jim Marshall, yeah. And then I got to come out to Minnesota because I had to go to Mayo Clinic. And I was in Rochester, and then I was in South Dakota. I have friends in Mitchell, and I went to a scorecard scoreboard. There's a bar there, and I had a big shirt of Chad Greenway, you know. Mm-hmm. He's still around there. 
Right. Yeah, he is. Oh, he's all over the place. In fact, wasn't he part of the opening ceremony at the, yes, the playoff game last weekend? So, yeah, he's he's all over the place. Anyway, you guys, it's like I heard the only reason I know he exists is some, some guy just called the fan, the Fanatic 97.5 fan was knocking you and stuff like that. I got to be. I have a jinx on the Eagles. I was so upset when they won that game last week. A couple of pieces of advice. I, I'm not going to go with my Vikings jersey out because I don't want to get attacked or anything. You know, <laughs> smart it's man. Very dangerous. Yeah, because so it's. What would your advice be for Vikings fans venturing out to uh, Philadelphia this weekend? Is there like two or three pieces of advice to give them? Yes. Number one, don't go to the game wearing a Viking jersey. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, to not try not to share too loudly, especially when. Foles gets picked off near the end of the game when they when, they, when he, he throws one of his quails up there and they pick it off. Not to jump up and down, they might get you know verbally attacked and physically abused and stuff like that. Yeah. So just Viking fans, just be careful. Eagle fans are not real bright, you know. And whatever you do, <laughs> Vikings fans, do not do a skull chant because that no, will get you beat up badly, Richie. Yeah, well, they don't even know what skull is. I mean, they're, the Philly Eagle, the Eagle fans have been like in a bit about a perimeter of, a, of 100 miles outside of Philly, and that's about their I've, – I've been out to Rochester, Minnesota. I love Minnesota. I love South Dakota. I love the Midwest. One thing, I'm afraid if the Eagles are behind by six or seven in the last couple of minutes, please tell the coach, don't be afraid to blitz up the middle and fold. The guy, he runs like a, a, a disabled giraffe. And and just put some pressure. I'm going to lay back and, and watch or, you know, Zach Ernst. I don't want to see third and 14, this guy being all alone. Yeah. Put somebody on him, like stick to him. Can't you talk to the coach Zimmer about that? Or does he know these? I guess they yeah, know. Yeah, no, he, I'm sure he knows you know, that, Richie, I think, uh, I think people were asking, well, why didn't when the Saints had that fourth and 10 and they converted on fourth and 10 to keep their, yeah. their drive alive and people wondered, well, why didn't Zimmer – you know, go with more than just the front four. I think because Hall of Fame quarterbacks like Tom Brady, Drew Brees, they welcome, and thank you for the call, Rich. That's a great phone call from Philadelphia. Hall of Fame caliber quarterbacks, Aaron Rodgers, they welcome the extra rushers because they know I can get, I can read the defense quickly, I can get the ball out quickly, and someone's going to be open because the numbers work out in our favor. Backup caliber quarterbacks and young quarterbacks, and Mike Zimmer is smart enough to know this, much more susceptible to throwing a dying quail pass oh, or blitz, just yeah. taking the sack yep. if you send five or six guys instead of four. Don't so I fully concern, expect Richie. Mike Zimmer to be aggressive. But Richie's right. Do not wear your Vikings jerseys. If you're a Vikings fan, do not wear your jersey to that game or, if you're going on Sunday. You know, or be ready for a fight, I guess. Look for, you know, hide the brass knuckles. <laughs> it is the skull chant thing. I feel like Eagles fans think we really just like tobacco. Like that type of school. They don't know what it is. Like people are chirping still on Twitter and They'll our figure timelines. it out very quickly. Yeah. I would not do an or- organized skull chant. That's my advice. I think they'll figure it out very quickly through their drunken stupor, through the haze of the cocktails. I don't think it's going to take them long to say, hey, that's a Viking fan. Let's go beat that person up. Yeah. Someone here, here's another. This goes back to kind of our opening segment from uh, nine o'clock. Another Eagles fan in my Twitter timeline. Well, what kind of success has your of your sports teams had? That's the point. Not a lot. And we're very self-aware about the lack of success of our Minnesota sports teams lately. We don't have to go back multiple decades and thump our chests about the Minneapolis Lakers. We know that those aren't, you know, that bragging about championships from like 40, 50, 60 years ago. Philadelphia has one major sports championship. Correct me if I'm wrong on this, right? The Phillies in 2008, so 10 years ago. Since when? 
Since like the 70s or the early 80s. The Philly, yeah, the Phillies beat the Royals in the World Series in 1980. Okay. And then they won as, 40 as years said, old in even sniff But I love, I love the cliche of, of we're, my team's about to play your team, so tell me about your past successes. <laughs> like if you're Boston, you got it, okay? Yeah, you're right. You got the Patriots, the Red yeah. Sox, you're great, we're not. But I love this whole, this whole head-to-head notion of my crappy sports teams are going to take on right. your crap. So who's got the credibility? Right, but that's what's annoying. I mean, I think if if it were a uh, like a Cleveland versus Minnesota playoff situation in some sport, or if the Browns and the Vikings ever, if the football gods ever just got really drunk and put the Browns and the Vikings in the Super Bowl, it wouldn't be like bravado versus bravado. It would be, here's my tortured fan base. Here's your tortured fan base. Let's all be it tortured be, together and see what happens. Oh my God, we're both here. Yeah, but in Philadelphia, what the heck happened? In Philadelphia, it's like we got the Broad Street bullies, but, and we're gonna like but, that was 1974. But I'm not, I'm not joking when I say that their identity is tied into these teams completely. This is it. This is it. I I would say that there are a lot of Philadelphia sports fans who their priorities in life go my teams. And then my wife and kids are nice. I like them too, but they're number two. That's <laughs> so that's goes, the it difference. Goes Eagles, that really good cheesesteak sandwich I had for lunch yesterday, and yes. then my son and daughter. Yes, and then maybe my wife. And my, yeah, I like my wife. Okay, yeah, she's five. Six five one six four six eight two five five. Jim, you're on with Mackie and Judd. Hi, I just want to point out that uh, Billy's NFL championship came a longer time ago than ours because when we lost the Super Bowl, we right. were actually. Absolutely correct. Yeah, Dwight Eisenhower was the president the last time the Eagles won a championship. Stop, like, don't use it as a... a And then they they didn't go back to the playoffs, if I'm not mistaken, for 20 years. Yeah, if you want the true tale of the tape, the Eagles are, are, I believe they're 4-0 against the Vikings in the playoffs, is that correct? 1980, 2004, 2008, there might be another one in there too, 0-3 or 0-4. So Vikings, the Eagles definitely have the head-to-head tale of the tape advantage over the Vikings historically in their playoff matchups. Yep. But if you want to go down the other part of the checklist and you're not counting championships from the 1940s before the Vikings existed, the Vikings actually have almost every measurable advantage. They have more NFC titles since the Vikings came into, you know, their inception. They have more division titles. They have more playoff appearances. They have more Hall of Famers go up and down. And I'm not, I'm not talking about like Brett Favre was a Hall of Famer and played for I'm talking Went in as a Viking versus went in as an Eagle. So and I, and guess I what? Know. Nobody has a Super Bowl. Right. That's where this conversation fight. ends. It's a historical pillow. We're fight. like nana nana boo boo. We've got this. You've got that. No one's got a Super Bowl. Yeah. Uh, if you do happen to be making the venture to Philadelphia this weekend, courtesy of a Philadelphia sports blog, this guy tweeted this to me this morning. How to survive an Eagles fan attack. We'll do that and other things. We can keep mixing in your phone calls. 651-646-8255-877-615-1500. And Matthew Collar from Winter Park in about an hour. Mackie and Judd now continue. Oh, my God, you guys. I am so stoked you are here. You have no idea. Mackie and Judd on 1500 ESPN. The big game is coming up. And 1500 ESPN and TCL want to make sure you are ready for it. Every day next week, you could win a 65-inch TCL TV 
plus a $100 Crave gift certificate for your big game party. Check out the 1500 ESPN stream player Monday morning for all the details. It's brought to you by TCL, the official TV of football playoff parties. The biggest thing with Nick Foles is you gotta um, you gotta get around him. You gotta affect him. You gotta um, you gotta make him um, be a little hesitant in the pocket. Um, you know, um, with no pressure, he has a very good passer rating with with being affected and getting hit and getting hit. Um, you know, it comes down a lot. So we gotta affect him in in different ways. But that's but we gotta stop the run first and foremost to be able to um, get to him. You know, that was that was Everson Griffin. You could tell running his public comments through a filter of. Okay, how do I not Call get in trouble lazy. for for saying that Nick Foles is terrible and that he's not Drew Brees and we're happy to not be playing Drew Brees anymore? Yep. Uh, but uh, he did a good job. No bulletin board material there for uh, for the Philadelphia. I want to go back to to the day that he got got up to the podium and talked about his TV in London That's when right. it went up and down. Whoop, whoop, that was the great. I want Griffin. I don't want him to talk about football. I want him to talk about things like television, pop culture. That's where he thrives. That's where he he's is, great. Man, I he's fun. I was talking to somebody about him uh, last night too. Just his, his evolution. He was a third or fourth round pick, and he mostly just because he was a knucklehead in he was college. A, he was a fourth round pick because yeah, there, there were major concerns about his character. And at first, those concerns came to fruition because he, uh, after getting arrested once or twice, he organized a party bus, a hundred dollars per person from. Los Angeles to Las Vegas, yes. party with Everson Griffin. And the Vikings were like, uh, you might not want to do that. He got, And now he's one of the best in the NFL. He got arrested, I think after his rookie year, if I'm not mistaken now, going way back. He got arrested twice in the course of one week in L.A., and I believe it was the second time because he grabbed a policeman by a very sensitive area. Yeah, that's how far we've come since then. It is for Everson Griffin. Yep, and now he's just kind of happy-go-lucky, and he's you know multi-millionaire, and he's doing great. Uh, I have in my possession here on my tablet from thecogintoboggin.com, the Philadelphia sports blog. Okay, and the guy who runs this blog sent me a tweet. Hey, just a heads up in case your Vikings fans, uh, people up there in the Twin Cities, if they're going to be coming to Philadelphia, here's something that they should read. Mm-hmm. And the title is, Vikings fans coming to Philadelphia should read this Eagles fan attack survival guide. I've I've got it in front of me. I'd like to read some excerpts from this, okay? I'd like to hear it. Now, of course, like, after... It's half serious. I don't know if it's half serious. Might be fully well, serious, we'll, we'll get to the end here in a second. I'll mm-hmm. tell you the rest of the anecdote. So, mm-hmm. uh, he, he writes, I get it, Minnesotans. I really do. You want to come to the city of brotherly love this weekend, take in some culture, maybe see what all the fuss is about with these cheesesteaks. Uh, you want to cheer on your Vikings in a polite but slightly rowdy manner. It sounds like a great weekend, but what will you do when you're face-to-face with one of nature's most relentless killing machines, an Eagles fan with a bone to pick? <laughs> and several beers in them. Uh, sure, they may seem cute and harmless. <laughs> when they're doing their little E-A-G-L-E-S, <laughs> Eagles chant, Mike Tice, all afternoon. But when they're bearing down on you with the broken shards of an old crow whiskey bottle, do you know what to do to increase your chances of survival? Throwing cheese curds or whatever garbage it is that you people eat up in Minnesota won't help you. That's actually Wisconsin people eat cheese curds. Yeah, it's We're much more sophisticated. We eat things like tater tot hot dish, mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. Green bean casserole, things like that. So what's going to save we me? We put eight things into a crock pot and put tater tots on top, and that's what we eat. Uh, remember, Eagles fans can smell fear. If you reek of it, which you likely will, 
you stand little chance. The first step in survival is knowing what to do to increase your odds of getting out of there with your life. Number one, carry Eagles fan pepper spray. Experts recommend that outside fans in Eagles country carry with them Eagles fan pepper spray. Uh, UDAP (laughs) pepper spray is a highly concentrated uh, capsicum spray that creates a large cloud. This stuff will usually stop an Eagles fan in his tracks. Number two, don't run, Judd. Don't run away from an Eagles fan. Because when you run, it's like a bear. the Eagles fan thinks you're prey and will continue chasing yeah, you. Yeah, it's a bear. So stand your ground. Don't think you can outrun an Eagles fan. They are fast. They can reach speeds of five miles per hour for sustained times of up to 10 seconds. So be careful. Before they drop. Number three, drop to the ground in the fetal position and cover the back of your neck with your hands. If you don't have pepper spray or the Eagles fan continues to charge even after the spray, this is your next best defense. Hit the ground immediately and curl into the fetal position. Number four. So far, I think you might be serious about almost all of these. Yes. Keep going. I think so, too. Keep going. Play dead. (laughs) Eagles fans will stop attacking when they feel there's no longer a threat. If they think you're dead, they won't think you're threatening. Once the fan is done tossing you around and leaves, continue to play dead. Eagles fans are known for waiting around to see if their victim will get back up. If you do, you're going to get your wallet taken off of you, as well as a solo cup of warm dip spit poured down your back. Oh, that'd be fantastic. So those are the four things uh, you can do. And by the way, so I so I tweeted back, oh, this is great, man. This is gold, and we'll for sure talk about this on our show. And he goes, I hope you read until the end. Hashtag fly, Eagles fly. So I'm like, all right. Let's go to the end. Yep. All caps. Yep. You're weak, and Philadelphia will eat you alive. Go, Eagles. You have no chance of surviving this city. Please don't come. We don't need any more bad press. <laughs> we don't need... Well, then why don't oh, you de- then why don't you decide not to beat up Vikings fans? You won't get any more bad press. Then that's uh, that's a way around that. I'm from Philly. I'm from North Philadelphia, born and raised. On the playground is where I spent. Yeah, it's all cliche. Play the song, by the way. It's all cliche. Play the song. This is obnoxious. Here's the thing. Though. There's Tyson. That's right. Yeah. There's the Tyson. Here's the part. thing, though. Like this is all about self awareness too. This the whole theme of this show is sports self awareness. Mm-hmm. The Viking song is equally as corny. Oh Vikings, let's win this game. Oh Vikings, honor your name. Go get that first down, then get a touchdown. Rock 'em, suck 'em, fight, 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 fight. Go. Equally as corny, but I think we can safely admit it's corny and our sports teams aren't very successful. Eagles fans thump their chests like they cheer for the Red Sox, Patriots, or Yankees. Uh, not quite the same level the, of success. The Pump issue, the brakes. The issue is that the link uh, when, when the Eagles score a touchdown and you have, um, let's say, 60,000 drunks singing their song, it's more obnoxious than our song. It's more obnoxious than yeah, ours. They're both pretty obnoxious. 651-646-8255. All right, Michael in Philadelphia, go ahead. 
Hey, Mackie. Hey, Judd. How you guys doing? What's up, Michael? Outstanding, What's happening? Michael. What's up? Hey, I just, you know, I like to listen to my opposing team sports radio when I can going into a game, and I've been listening to you guys last day and a half. I want to say, I think you guys have us all wrong, man. I think just like the most of the national media, you guys got us wrong. We're going to welcome you to our stadium. I think you guys should totally wear your jerseys. <laughs> have fun. Be polite. <laughs> You know, the only piece of advice I would really give you, and I'm being dead serious. I know you guys are laughing. You think I'm setting you up or something. Well, I'm you not. Are. I really am. The only thing I would say is this. If by some chance you guys win, I would not do a lot of loud gloating in the stadium at that moment. You know, understand we might be a little hurt that moment, and it may not be the right time to kind of rub it in our face. <laughs> That's the only advice I give. Otherwise, man, come, come early. Wear lots of purple, tailgate. No. Have Michael, you're setting us up. You're, you're, no, no, no. This is the worst advice ever. You're setting us up. There's no question about it. Because no, those poor Viking fans are going to get in your parking lot, in, in their jerseys, and I know what you're going to do. You're going to be 14 beers in, and you're going to kick the crap out of about 70 of them. <laughs> no, you're crazy, man. I think we're, you know, this is one of those situations where I think we're more scared of you than you are of us. Michael, I got a question for you. Be honest. Yeah. How many dead Falcons fans are in your trunk right now? Two. Okay, just, just a couple. But, but in my defense, they were wearing Falcons jerseys. True. It, like it, good it, fellas. It would have been three, but the shovel was too big. So. And they had it coming. Yeah, that's, yeah. That, no, my I'm truck is too small. <laughs> yeah, you got to stop driving. No, really, you got to upgrade from that Prius or something. Yeah. yeah. I don't think they should come for one day either. We have such a great <laughs> city. It's fun. Uh, people will give you a hard time on the street, but they'll do it in jest. They hey, really will. Michael, I have one final question for you. Okay. Shoot. Philadelphia sports fan. Okay. How degrading and demoralizing does it feel to be only the second best sports town in that state? Oh, that's painful. That was brutal. Man, <laughs> I didn't know Minnesotans were so mean. Wow. Well, was, I, ordinarily we would have said that behind your back and then acted like we liked you to your face. But. <laughs> listen, listen. First of all, the Phils had a good run there. I think they were robbed of a pennant, and they were robbed of an additional World Series. But, hey, that's Philadelphia sports luck. The Birds, this is a magical team for this city. We really love this, this team. And, um, I, you know, I think it's going to be a great match. I, I wish you guys the best of luck. And I really hope your fans come here in droves and have a lot of fun. Yeah, Michael, I don't, Michael I don't trust you, Michael. Michael has a Thank shiv, you, Michael. A shiv and I don't right trust now. you one bit. Right. Sorry about that. Forgive me for being no. pessimistic. Bye, Michael. Yeah, uh, Michael says that with like he's got brass it knuckles is. tucked away it's behind his back in his left hand. It's good, fellas. I've dug a hole before. That's fine. I've dug a hole. Yeah. Six five one six four six eight two five five. Jimmy, you're on with Mackie and Judd. Hey there, that guy's totally full of crap, man. I went to the game in 2004 at the stadium with my buddy. We were there for three quarters and had to leave. Uh, yep. My buddy got his hat ripped up with their teeth. We got tripped, kicked. Oh. Uh, the a-hole chant, you name it, man, yep. and they lost. The Vikings lost. <laughs> it was terrible. Mm. That is a that is a scary fan base. Jimmy. Do not wear your do not wear your Viking shirt there, unless yep. you want an adventure. Yep. You know what? There's got to be like, is there is there a player or a person that Philadelphia Phillies or Eagles or uh, or like is there a is there a player that we all hate or a person like did they like Brad Childress? Could you could you tape Childress on the back of a jersey and everybody would get along and say, yeah, that guy. No opponent. There's no opponent. No. The hmm. answer is absolutely not. Uh, Randy in Cottage Grove. Uh, yeah, well, okay. Uh, you guys need someone to bring a little firepower to the conversation, huh? Well, I mean, we weren't why necessarily not? looking for that, but if you got firepower, okay. then why don't you fire yeah. away, Randy? You guys, you guys in Philly want to ramp it up? 
I'm going to throw down a big haymaker. Okay, here it comes. The Philly cheesesteak is overrated. Wow. Wow. It's overrated. Wow. I've had so many. I've eaten so many in my life. I've had them in Philly, okay? And I've, had them, I've, I've had them with, and I've had, I've had, them, had them without, as they say. And it, it both ways, it's tame. The meat is flappy. It's flappy meat. It doesn't have any juice to it. That's why you got to throw all that stuff on there, okay? What I do when I make a steak is I cook it on a grill like a real man, okay? I cook it on a grill like a real man, and then I cut it up into pieces, and then I put what's called au jus on it okay you may not know what that is up here we do au jus okay we put the au jus right on the meat itself and that's a steak sandwich this cheesesteak is flappy meat and it's a they're gonna flap their little wings right out of the playoffs on sunday skull just put So Randy just ripped the cheesesteak, which means the next, which means the next call the fanatic is going to play will be that one. They're going to be very upset in Philadelphia. That hits, that hits real That's, close to the heart, right there. That was personal. That hits real close to the heart. Yep. Six five one six four six eight two five five. Hi, Michael. Hi there. What's going on, man? You're on the Mackie and Judd show. Hello. Hello. Michael, go ahead. Hello. 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 Should we put him back on hold? No, let's just do this for a while. Hello, Michael. Hello. Hi. 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 What would you like to say, Michael? Okay, so I'm a Steelers fan, and I'm hating life right now. Uh, Pirates just traded two star players. Yes, they The Penguins are not in playoff contention. The Steelers are done. But my wife is a Vikings fan, so I'm forced to go for her team. So the best way to deal with a, with a Philadelphia fan, four little words or numbers. 1975, the last time the Flyers won the Stanley Cup. Ooh. Shuts them up every time. Yes. You could play that game with pretty much most of the sports, I think, right? Because you could go, let me think here, 76 years, you could go 1980, right? 1980? 83. Ooh. Okay. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Philly has to just look a little bit west and look at that, that city in Pittsburgh with right. all those championships. So, Vikings fans, just be brave and battle hard this weekend. <laughs> Thank you, Michael. Thanks, Appreciate Michael. that. That's, uh, that's funny. A little Steelers fan there. You look over and you see the bright lights. It's not the Pittsburgh lights. And it's actually the gleam off the rings from the Pittsburgh Steelers. And not, not only has their hockey team not won a Stanley Cup since 1975, but they had to do it by gooning it up because they were the Broad Street Bullies. Mm-hmm. They beat people up. In, t- in typical Philadelphia fashion, they couldn't win in a true sportsmanship way. They had to beat people up to win a Stanley Cup. Uh, people are tweeting into the show here. Skolny says, flipped over to the Fanatic in Philly. And they're saying you guys, Mackie and Judd, should give up sports and change to a smooth jazz format. I don't disagree, even. We could kind of do both, right? Do we know it's not coming? Welcome to Smooth 1500, your home for smooth sports takes and jazzy sax solos. We keep it cool 24-7. Cool. Smooth and cool. Smooth as Nick Foles' bottom. This one's going out to you, Case. Let him fly this weekend, yeah. Fly, smooth jazz fly. I hope they, they don't know something we don't at the Fanatic about our station. It is that budget cut time of year, right? <laughs> hey, guys, we had an idea. What's that?
Smooth jazz. Smooth jazz is popular around here. It is. Uh, you know what? If that's the case, we better pay some bills. Mackie here for TCL TVs, America's fastest growing TV brand. We've got a 55-inch TCL Roku TV in our studio. That 4K is four times the picture quality of a standard 1080p TV. And the built-in Roku device gives you access to 4,000-plus streaming channels. And if you're a sports fan, that means watch ESPN. It means Fox Sports Go, uh, the Big Ten Network streaming app. I'm a big wrestling geek, and so WWE Network is uh, something I'm mashing on a regular basis. But if you haven't experienced a TCL TV for yourself, number one, there's a reason why it's one of the three largest TV companies in the world now. You see them all over the place. And there's a reason why it's America's fastest-growing TV brand. Get into a major local retailer here in the Twin Cities, like a Target or a Best Buy, and uh, test drive one, so to speak. Go check one out, and uh, I'm guessing you're going to want to bring it home so you can watch the big NFC Championship game this weekend. TCLUSA.com as well. Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgad. There's so many opinions. Every morning, people tune into you guys and get a good one. Mackey and Judd. Not a good one, just a great one and an honest one. And not just yelling back and forth. On 1500 ESPN. Uh, you know, talked about his, his first year in Dallas. They go to the NFC Championship game in 94 and then uh, go back in 95. And he hasn't been back since 95. Um, I think I was just out of diapers in 95. So, you know, that really kind of <clears throat> teaches us and you know we can portray that message especially to the young guys and we have such a young team that uh this this doesn't happen all the time and you know we have a great opportunity and you know we should make the most of it kyle rudolph talking about football so pat Shermer looks like he's going to be the next head coach of the new york football giants now it can't be confirmed until you know officially until after the vikings are done but that's what it sounds like is going to happen you found this article uh, is it New York Daily News? Yep. New York Daily News. Gary Myers, very good writer. Yep. So so he sat down and did a big feature sitting down with Mike Holmgren, who was the general manager or the president of football operations, whatever his title was, with the Cleveland Browns for the two years that Pat Shermer was head coach. Although he stepped down during the second year. Mm-hmm. And it, there's, we're not going to have to read the whole thing, but it's it's amazing how much Mike Holmgren opens up and is honest about his dislike for Pat Shermer's coaching style right. when he oversaw him, saying job he, did, yes. he was way too serious, he was way too absorbed with the Cleveland media, which we're talking the Cleveland media. Yes. Now it's going to be the New York media. There's more. They're more aggressive. Uh, they're looking to dig more and probably bring you down more. Um, so w- when you read that story and you saw all these red flags that Mike Holmgren was pointing out about the guy that he employed as head coach, what did you think? Uh, so so Shermer was 9-23 and in those two years, and my thought was this. It's always a very interesting dynamic to me because um, just because you're a successful coordinator does not make you head coach material. Now, where I would contend that Shermer 100% deserves a second chance at this is twofold. One, the year he's had in developing quarterbacks and calling plays has been absolutely fantastic. He, yeah. He's been great. Two is, I don't think it's fair to to necessarily draw a conclusion off a guy's first job. Belichick comes right to mind. Bill Belichick went into Cleveland initially and did the same exact thing and was not flexible and ran an incredibly tight ship, and guess what? Eventually got fired. And so, so I think Shermer deserves a second chance, but the Holmgren quotes are really intriguing in the sense that it just sound, sounded like at that time, Shermer was not prepared to take that step to to CEO. And that's the most important thing. 
if you're a coordinator, my guess is this. If you're a coordinator and and you are are rigid in your coaching style, the players are like, okay, that's fine, but I don't need need to go to you as the head coach. So if offensively you're gifted in calling plays, it works. But when you're the head coach, now you've got to manage every player on that team. You've got to um, go upstairs on a daily basis and talk to executives. And and so the only thing I found to be intriguing about this story as far as, as the steps that have not been taken here is it, it made it very clear the Giants have not uh, consulted with Holmgren yet, or they did not to talk about Shermer, which to me is a mistake. I think Shermer deserves the chance, but I also think that there is there is the possibility that he could fall under that layer of really talented coordinators who just never ever are able to make that next step to to head coaching material, which involves a lot of different things. Yeah, and the bad news for the Vikings is, you know, let's say he figures out with his second stand that you know what he's just like North Turner. North Turner was had actually, but he had Philip Rivers and had Ladanian Tomlinson, and so. He wasn't the greatest head coach either, but they still won a bunch of games with him because they were so talented. The Giants, Eli Manning is fading out. They do have Odell Beckham Jr., but that defense is you know not what it's been. So he's not going to be able to ride a talent wave as a subpar coach. And if he's just not head coaching material, it's the Vikings' loss still. He's still going to go away, and they're going to have to hire a new offensive coordinator, and uh, things are never going to be put together like they are right now. So uh, I don't know. I... I guess if I were the Giants and I'm looking to get as much background information as I can on a guy who's been a really good coordinator, only won nine games in two years, which is in Cleveland, which is more than most coaches yeah, would have. In but Cleveland, I, that's pretty good. But I'm actually. trying to figure out more about him. Why wouldn't you talk to the one guy that Here, probably knows him the best in that role in Mike Holmgren? It's just a, a weird uh, lack of reference checks. Here's what scares me about this. If I'm the Giants and and I say and I sit Holmgren down and say, okay, Mike, Give me the play-by-play of what went right and wrong. And one of the first things he says is, trouble with the Cleveland media? Yeah. I'm thinking to myself, this might be a guy who's really suited for Arizona yeah, or or a smaller market. Like, but- so you were worried about the, the columnist from the Akron Beacon Journal? Like, that was... That threw you for a loop. I mean, we're talking. Sorry. We're talking what? Three, two or three tabloid papers that cover you. The Times covers you. Multiple radio and TV this isn't just a small part of the job. Managing the press there is a huge part of your job. And if you struggled in Cleveland, that scares me. Yeah. So how, you know, how much prep work has he been able to do throughout his, you know, he, he was with Chip Kelly in Philadelphia, with Mike Zimmer here. I think both, Chip Kelly was, it was a little contentious with the media, and that might be one of the reasons why he just couldn't handle being a head coach in the NFL. But I'd like to know more about that. Either way, he's gone, and you're going to have to replace him if you're the Vikings and you're going to have those conversations as uh you know the the playoff run ends. So, you know, the, it's Nick Foles has one g- good season in the NFL. He's been in the NFL for like 5 or 6 years. Mm-hmm. And people give a lot of credit to, well, it was Chip Kelly's system and Chip Kelly's system this and that and that's what led to the 27 touchdowns and two interceptions. The more you watch Case Keenum and Sam Bradford and then think back to Nick Foles, the one common denominator with all those guys performing at a career level is Pat Shermer. Yeah. So clearly he can scheme and work with quarterbacks, and there's there's something oh, he's done a there. Fantastic job, and it would make me fear he, Nick the resurgence of Nick Foles less if he doesn't get access to Pat Shermer. Obviously, he deserves this chance. I guess my point is is if if he struggled with the Cleveland press, I'm not sure the best the best place to give him that second chance is the Giants. 
The Cardinals yeah. would seem like a as far as market size go and as far as pressure, like a much a much better fit. Because you're going to go there and you got to do press conferences constantly and you're going to get ripped. If you're good, you get ripped there. I mean, for anybody, for any player or coach who thinks that this is a tough market whatsoever, you're crazy. Yeah. 651-646-8255-877-615-1500. We'll catch up with Matthew Collar from Winter Park in about a half hour from right now. And uh, we've just been pretty much trash-talking with Eagles fans on the phone and uh, on social media the entire show so far. Fanatic has moved on, I'm told. Oh, no, they haven't. Oh, okay. They're talking about you guys right now. One of you was referred to as a jackass. We were referred to as podunk here in our uh, area so it's all of the like, world. It's very cliche. It's not even original. Do you want to tune in? Can we? All right, let, let's see what happens. Absolutely. Let's go ahead. In the second half, he had a really good second yeah, half. Yeah, 23 yeah. for 30, took care of the ball, yeah. did what he had to do, and we and we got to look at that defense at home. And that defense at home, Harry, I think they've given up hmm. an average of 55 yards per Eagles. game. Is that right? Confident. In the home games this well, year. Well, they were averaging giving up, like, what, 13 points a game? So they're just mm-hmm. listing and stats. Then, right now, yeah. That went down a little bit because Atlanta only I want to be ripped here. Yeah. And that was all so they spent the last hour plus of their show just ripping us pretty much? I've been tuning in periodically. And about five minutes ago, one of you was referred to as a jackass for bringing up the Flyers and uh, whatnot, uh, them not winning for a while. That's great. Oh, so that got that got back to them from the beginning of our show already. Oh, yeah. yeah. They, yes. so they've been listening into our show, too. They've also ripped. That's true. I mean, that's, they're literally, like, their bravado, if you just plop someone down from Europe and said, all right, we're going to put you in front of various fan bases and various radio stations that represent those fan bases, you're going to listen to how confident and cocky they are and then try to decipher how successful their sports teams are. Philadelphia, you think, oh, my God, that's got to be the be- most championships of any sports market in the country. Right. Wait, they have one meaningful one since 1983? They have, Who uh, are these clowns? They, they have, have ripped Channel 9 now for doing a story about what Vikings fans can expect in Philly, and it looks like uh, they've also... They've also, this is original, ripped us for not keeping the North Stars. Well, we, oh, yeah. we, They've done we that. agree on that, by the way. Mm-hmm. We agree on that. Like Something you, we can agree like on. Like you said, this is such a pillow fight. We're bad. A, You're bad. A, Everyone's a, bad. A recent caller just ripped the Vikings or Vikings fans in general saying, well, yeah, you're pulling fans from Iowa and South Dakota and Wisconsin and, and North Dakota to all join your team. Do they not realize where their starting quarterback comes from? Yeah. North Bleepin' Dakota. Yeah, exactly. You're you're welcome. Phil Mackey. This guy is absolutely elite. It's kind of like you're looking at your brother. I didn't know who had more energy. Judd Zolgad. I even hesitate to disagree with him because he's so knowledgeable and he knows way more than I ever will. Mackey and Judd on 1500 ESPN. Join 1500 ESPN at Menards in Brooklyn Park this Friday. That would be tomorrow. The 1500 ESPN promo team will be there. Between four and six with your chance to win plenty of station prizes. More details at 1500ESPN.com. Keyword events. Gantt steps into it. Pass is caught. Diggs! Sideline! Touchdown! Unbelievable! Vikings win it! Keenan. Desceu para 10. Keenan. Recua no pocket. Faz o lançamento para a recepção do Diggs. Que avança. Minha mãe do céu. Inacreditável! 
Okay, no disrespect to the Portuguese broadcast crew. Where do they put the Portuguese broadcast crew at U.S. Bank Stadium? Oh, my guess is the Portuguese uh, broadcast crew ha- has an open feed of some sort and is sitting in a studio somewhere doing. So they're not there. actually inside they're not at US the, Bank My guess is they're not there. But here's my question: Why are we the only country that doesn't hold the call? The play-by-play announcers, it seems like, in every other oh. country, hold the call. Like Buck's right, call is really right, good, right. but it's it's bang and it's done. Yeah, even in there baseball, you when you listen to, uh, I don't know, maybe if it's the ESPN Deportes. Uh, the guy who calls the home run derby, maybe it's I don't know, but he he'll do it with baseball and he'll kind of fluctuate the no the no, no, mm-hmm. no, no. Mm-hmm. yeah you're right you're right and I would I would make we, a, we, we mix in sponsorships with our calls yes we do this is for all the Tostitos uh, but I would make a case that that the the home run call should be the starting place in this country where our announcers start to hold the call like until there's they no cr- reason, until they round there's no the, reason all the bases. why Provis or Bramer can't hold the call. So Miguel Sano swings and drives him deep to left field, and that ball is gone until he crosses home plate, which for Miguel Sano might actually take an Uber a, ride and a, a half hour. It's a sundial, but that's okay. Yeah. Hold the call. 651-646-8255-877-615-1500. Coming up in the next, I don't know, two, three segments, we have Matthew Collar from Winter Park. We also have Craigslist Missed Connections. Vikings fans who were looking for love at U.S. Bank Stadium during that Saints game, but just couldn't quite pull off the phone number, so they took the Craigslist. All right. So we'll get to that, too. Paul, you're on the show. I'm sorry to hog all the airtime this week, but it's an impressive uh, impressive show. I have to do my best. Better than Donnie and Vito from Philadelphia, who are all up in our timelines the last You're always welcome hours. on the show, yeah. Paul. You know that. <laughs> I have a question. Have you guys heard these elitists like Stu Gotts and Stephen A. Smith? Is it Smith? Whatever his name is. Yeah. No, not Stephen A., whatever his name Smith, is. Smith, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, they're, they're bemoaning the fact that we've got, you know, three not-so-great quarterbacks. I mean, Stu Gotts went as far this morning on Golick and, and Wingo to say that he's not. he doesn't even want to watch it. He has to watch it for his show, and if he didn't have to, he wouldn't because there's no good quarterback. Is if as if that's the only position, uh, and I know the the vitalness of a quarterback. I get that, but isn't it a little elitist that you know? Well, they're not going to entertain me with a great quarterback, so the heck with the whole game. So I would say this, Paul. I I, I did hear the segment with Stugatz this morning, and he's. I mean, he, he, I mean, he's tongue in cheek every you know step he takes in life. But I I understand if you don't have skin in the game, if you're not one of the the three non-Patriots franchises left, if you're a Jacksonville fan or Eagles or Vikings, a Breeze-Brady Super Bowl would have been colossal. You would have had two of the top five quarterbacks of all time. They've never met in a Super Bowl, and that would have been a great, if if you don't have a team in the race, that would have been a great, great Super Bowl matchup to watch. And I understand that Case Keenum, maybe the best of the Blake Bortles, Foles, you know, Keenum bunch, he's probably the best of those three. I get why he's not an appealing potential watch in the Super Bowl. But what I would say is the Vikings and Patriots offer a lot of great storylines. You've got the greatest dynasty in NFL history, and you've got the Chicago Cubs slash, you know, Boston Red Sox for 80 years, this team that just can't get out of its own way and can't win a title. 
you've got dynasty versus drought. That's a storyline without even talking about quarterback. So there's a I mean, Eagles even to some degree. They've never won a Super Bowl. They haven't been, you know, championship relevant in like 50 years. So there are other storylines, like you said, Paul, besides quarterbacks. I Yeah, and I when did this quarterback thing start? I mean, it's always been important to have a good quarterback. But the idea that uh, without a quarterback, it's not even worth watching. Last, <laughs> I, I would say within the last 15 years, it really got going. It, and I agree with that. But, but I Paul, don't remember that. I don't remember this growing up. Hey, Paul. To your point, though, I I get I get what you're saying, but God forbid we get fools and Bortles. I agree. I, I you know kind of like you know you didn't want Nashville and Ottawa. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Well, exactly right. So yeah, I, I get it. But, if it's Brady still, Brady Case, I'm fine. That that's going to be a good storyline and that's going to be fun. But if we get Blake Bortles trying to play quarterback in a Super Bowl, I'm really going to be dejected. I mean, nobody was complaining when Danny White was the quarterback of the Cowboys because right. they did have they had other superstars. You know, they had Tony Dorsett and 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 all you know wide receivers and so on and so forth. There's more to the team than just the quarterback, folks. Yeah, there is. I, I mean, obviously, in the last 20 years, Paul brings up some good points. Thank you. The, I call it the Peyton Manning era. In the Peyton Manning era, passing is more plentiful. The rules favor passing. Uh, the marketing and the promotion of the NFL favors passing. You know, when you when you turn on a Sunday night football game, for instance, what are they promoting? They're not promoting it's they're if it's let's say it's like Jaguars and Vikings on a Sunday night game, mm-hmm. they're not gonna promote Blake Bortles, Case Keaton, a showdown or like Um, they're promoting Brady and Manning, and they don't put the Jaguars on Sunday night football. They're they're not putting the Vikings unless it's against Aaron Rodgers on Sunday Night Football. Those matchups are Cam Newton against Matt Ryan. It's Drew Brees yeah. against Eli Manning. Right. Yes. That's what that's the marketing of the NFL. The league. I guarantee you that that the league is saying if they get Patriots Vikings, it's fine. They're also saying if we get the Jaguars and Philly, it's a disaster. Yeah. So um, I mean, it's the let's let's talk more about this. I don't think we're being just provincial by saying the Vikings and the Patriots would make for the best Super Bowl matchup. It's not just wishful thinking that the Vikings get there. I think it makes for a legit actual storyline. And Case Keenum has been performing at a pretty high level this season, and there's a really cool David versus Goliath, even quarterback versus quarterback story there. Uh, And more of your phone calls, 651-646-8255-877-615-1500. If you're an Eagles fan who's been tuning in and lurking in the bushes, why don't you give us a call and try some of that generic, cliche, weak trash talk that you brought to our show yesterday. 651-646-8255-877-615-1500, and we'll check in at Winter Park with Matthew Collar as well shortly. He's wild. He's sweet. He'll shred your couch on a whim, then come crawling back to you, purring happily at your feet. His behavior may be erratic, but he's still the world's best cat who deserves nothing less than world's best cat litter. The number one natural and sustainable litter brand with no harmful chemicals or silica dust. Trade your clay today. Get world's best cat litter for the world's best cat. 